Ha. Welcome back to Fright School. Hey, Welcome. Joe. Hey, Joshua. <laughs> ah! We're, We're back. back. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't uh, take a Coke from me. You don't know what I might have slipped in it. Well, you know, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't do Coke, not anymore. It's not the uh, 70s. Right, yes. The, the 70s are over. Uh, well, welcome back, faithful listener. Uh, <laughs> to, yes, thank you. To our official... Uh, season two episode, uh, a premiere episode. Premiere, say the premiere uh, episode. We did have our little uh, fun fright school fee, uh, summer camp episode for it that uh, came out not too long ago. But this is the actual uh, official first episode. Yes, the real deal. First day of school. <laughs> oh, Joe. how was your summer vacation, Joshua? It was uh, perfectly wonderful. I did a lot of uh, hanging out. Laying around, uh, drinking, hanging, drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, watching movies, uh, watching TV, uh, doing music things. Band played a few shows, and uh, yeah, stayed stay busy. What about you? Um, I did. I worked a lot. It was a busy summer season for me at work. Um, work, work, work. I um, took a break from podcasting. I had some of my original writing uh, be presented. Um, through us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So say we all. Um, shout out to them. They do. They do. They're a media arts collective uh, that do a lot of really cool, interesting work in San Diego. Yeah, we talked about their Gross and Unlikely book. Yes, yeah. and they're having a. They're having another. Uh, Black Candies horror thing coming out. There's some horror events coming out later this fall. We'll talk to you all about. Cool. But I had a piece of writing that I wrote, um, showcased with them for one of their monthly things at Whistle Stop called Vamp. And then I also did it for this um, in conjunction with a uh, art exhibit at um, the San Diego Art Institute in Balboa Park as well. Ooh, fancy. Look at you. Fancy. I know. I know. I'm, I'm writing. I'm like playing, writing, sleeping. That's so awesome. I like that. Uh, I like that you take uh, the time to write something because we don't write any of this down. No, we don't. We don't write it. <laughs> I, I mean, I have some notes of things scribbled, but this is all off the cuff. <laughs> um, speaking of, you know, what we do and off the cuff and how nothing's written down, um, this is actually a repeat of the first day <laughs> because uh, somewhere along the lines, uh, you know, as as one to happen. Uh, our biggest fears were realized when we went to go play back the episode and it was not there. We did. We lost it completely. And so we lied to you at the beginning. This is not the first official this episode. This is not the this first is... official episode. This is like <laughs> It was the... already recorded and lost. This is like the third episode, Boo. y'all. Um, but this is the first one you're hearing. So That's right. Woo. That's right. So we're, we're, we're playing with time. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reframe it. This is more succinct. This is going to be a more succinct, more titan, titan one. We had a dress rehearsal now we have the performance we're gonna go on it's like broadway all right so enough of this tomfoolery let's move on to the news (laughs) let's let's move on to some horror news horror news uh let's see what is going on well i'm uh uber excited first again this is news plug a palooza again you know, it's like mini Plugapalooza. So a few years ago, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but Caitlin Doty, she's like this awesome rock star mortician, you know? Uh, she released a book called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes and Other Lessons from the Crematory uh, back, oh man, how many years now? Uh, two or three years? 2014, so three years. Uh, 
great book. Awesome. She was hilarious to meet. She signed it. Uh, my book. Uh, love her. She had a new book released out uh, today. Well, it'll be a few days. Yes. In the past. But uh, so she has a new book called From Here to Eternity, Traveling the World to Find the Good Death. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. So over the last couple of years, because of her first book, um, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, obviously, and her YouTube channel, uh, Ask a Mortician, and her movement, The Order of the Good Death, sort of, you know, um, she's radicalizing death culture and... Um, trying to take down the man, which is the modern funeral industry, exposing it for, you know, the money-grubbing uh, industry that it has become. <laughs> so because of that, you know, obviously she's sold lots of books and she's kind of made a name for herself and she got to tour all around the world and, do, like, doing all this, like, death death stenations, she calls it. She calls all these <laughs> death stenations. To do different things, uh, to uh, get into like the culture of the of death, and this is all over the place: Colorado, Indonesia, Mexico, North Carolina. These are just names of the the chapters: Japan, Bolivia, and just kind of you know, and, and more, and more, and, and more. more. Uh, it's just awesome. This book, I cannot wait to read every uh, word in it, and uh, hopefully, she like the first book. She also did the. Uh, what do you call it? The audio book. So Ooh, it's like her okay. talking, which just made me love her even more. So I'm hoping that uh, that she did it for this one as well, because I'd really li- I-, I like to listen to her talk beyond anything. She did a TED talk on green burials, why we all need to be moving towards natural uh, burials and away from the embalming. But anyway, so that's out. Uh, encourage people to to look her up, Caitlin C A I T L I N Doty D O U G H T U Y. Awesome, awesome author. Brand new book. Uh, get comfortable with dying, y'all. <laughs> yes, it all comes. It all comes for us. It all do, it does. <clears throat> so, Chilling. Yeah, hot take. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that book. So I do. I want to push it because she's amazing. Uh, right now, she's not coming anywhere near San Diego uh, to do any signings. But fingers crossed, she shows up. Uh, you got any, what, anything that you want to talk about? Any horror news you've seen, Joe? Um, well, I mean, I think the there are two like indie-ish horror films that are coming out that are campy and delightful, mm-hmm. and you know that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Um, you have uh, I just posted it actually today on your on your Facebook wall, but, um, the babysitter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Netflix film, the Netflix films coming out. And, um, there was another one that had like, it was like, uh, the murder sisters or whatever. It was like two girls in high school that like are trying to get a social media following and then they end up committing murder or something like that. So those are two things that are coming out. Um, very excited for it's October, which means that stranger things is coming new season of black mirror um very very exciting uh yeah uh yeah, we're watching um we're you know um american horror stories going cult mm-hmm. it's pretty good so far this year yeah well we'll see what happens you know i just keep reminding myself they said no supernatural shit so right. <laughs> no supernatural shit which means that we <laughs> which means that we're everything's real happening in real time i love it i'm really loving uh, the new season of channel zero which i plugged a lot on the last uh, mm-hmm. last year um you know i talked a lot about the first season uh, candle cove and now it's back for channel zero no end house it's like sort Ooh. of a 
it's like they've all these kids have all gone into this uh, like a haunted house kind of attraction sort of thing, but it like you know messes with your mind and it's you know very personal and something you know more is going on than just you know a haunted house and they're sort of like trapped in it and it's very it's really interesting. I'm curious to see where where it's gonna go. I love it. Yeah. Um, the lore, the the podcast. Amazon, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, now it's becoming an Amazon original series, yeah. uh, which is great for podcasts. Hey, making that transition. Yeah. Um, lore is coming out. Uh, also, I just started listening to um, Deadly Manners, which oh, is yeah. um, <laughs> which is. I don't even know what that is. Oh I just, my god! I just saw that or heard the RuPaul podcast. Yeah, I haven't listened, but like uh, Michelle Visages plays plays Estefan Gold yeah. in Deadly Manners. Um, it's basically a um, murder been. mystery that takes place in the fifties, and two people just died. But like, it's got some big names. It's got Lavar Burton uh, narrating, Kristen Bell, Dennis O'Hare. Uh, Michelle Visage, some other folks like it's. There's some pretty big names attached to it. Um, I gotta be honest. I just finished the first episode, and I gotta say the production quality is not what I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. I've heard some really great audio dramas, and they have to be exceptional in order for me to keep up with it. So I'll give it maybe two more episodes to catch my attention. Maybe yeah. the plot will make up for it. But yeah, I hope they're paying attention. I hope they're people. paying attention to us. Joe uh, is demanding a higher. I'm uh, demanding quality a higher quality. Here. I mean, let's. Let's put it this way. If like Dave Rivas, Davy Boy Productions, who, right. you know, does the audio sound engineering for um, Rex Riveter and all our friends at the Rex Riveter um, private eye uh, audio drama, they're they're And all audio- the stuff you hear here on our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> they um they have a much superior audio audio drama yeah. mixing and sound design. Yeah. Which I was just like very surprised by considering how many uh, big names are in it. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I hear, like, sometimes I, you know, I didn't used to pay as much attention. Now I do. And, I, you know, I, I, I don't remember what it was I was listening to recently. But I was like, man, this, the sound on this, like, sucks, you know. But the content is great, you know. Yeah. So, hey, if you, you know, are being funny and, you know, I mean, because I think we sound great on these microphones for the most part, I would say. But I don't know about our content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we did, we did, uh, it's like, well, we're going to sound really great if we don't know where. Yeah. Probably so, uh, I mean, don't know, you know what we're who, talking about. Who are we to judge? Yes. Anyways, but uh, but but who are we to judge, Joshua? Exactly. Oh, oh. Um, I'm not God. Uh, oh, <laughs> we're in we in trouble. We in trouble. If right. you is, and that's true. Uh, anyways, point is, yeah, uh, I'm excited about uh, where it's going because I did listen to that first like segment of it. Uh, that they premiered on the RuPaul podcast, and um, I'm not sure what I think about it, but I do. I do want to listen to the what's it called yeah. again? Manners. Um, Deadly, Manners. Deadly Manners, and it was like it was in EW's like podcast to watch out for this fall. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of like spooky well, podcasts that are coming out. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, and it's it's great. And then you can listen to uh, Kristen Bell talk about uh, me undies and Squarespace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, now we shall uh, that that ends our news segment, yes. uh, which we have just tried to sell you some stuff yes. that nobody's paying us for. So now you uh, already been news, right? <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it from now on. We, you already been news, anyways. So we'll move on now. We're gonna discuss the XX. <laughs> 
Hey everybody, it's Joe here. Thank you so much for listening to Fright School. If you are enjoying Joshua's continued efforts to scare the living daylights out of me, please take a moment to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. And please tell all your friends about us. Get in on the conversation by following Fright School on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Want to be a guest lecturer on an upcoming episode? Want to be a student? Want to submit a film for consideration? Got a question or more likely a correction for Joshua? Shoot us an email at info at frightschool.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. So moving on, uh, today's episode is just sort of really about, it's not really, uh, we did watch a film, we are, to, we are going to discuss uh, XX, which is available on Netflix, uh, a, a really cool horror anthology film, all written and produced uh, largely by women, and directed, all of that, uh, largely by women, but um, we're using it more to talk about our overall season, what it is that we plan to do, sort of the our overarching uh, themes mm-hmm. uh, for this year, which is looking at uh, a lot of horror films that have been called either feminist films or we're examining them from sort of a queer uh, feminist perspective. So we got lots of them. We have like, what, 30... 30-something films. 30-something films that we'd like to talk about. Uh, So, you know, buckle in for the ride, kitties. Yes. (laughs) We are going to be talking about that horror girl. It's going to be fun. That should be the name of the class. It's horror girl. It's horror, horror. Um, But yes, the uh, it's... And this is something that I'm actually really looking forward to because... Um, some of the, um, in fact, most of the horror films that I've ever consumed are mainly like strong female leads. Yeah. First, I mean, first, uh, first horror film I ever watched was The Ring in theaters. And, you know, they got, you know, yeah. got a, got a creepy little girl and got a Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts is in it. And <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's going to be good. I've, I've looked at the list. I'm very excited about the list. I never thought I'd say that about a list of <laughs> horror films ever. Right, but very excited about it, and I cannot wait um, to to take this journey. So I'm gonna hop on the Sherpa's back now. <laughs> oh, Joe, I love it. So, all right, uh, the the film that we're talking about is XX. Again, it's an, a, a really cool anthology film that came out. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess it hit Sundance in January of this year, and then it hit uh, other... I'm not sure if it was even released in theaters or if it was kind of direct, but um, anyways, it's... Probably one of those, like, same-day-as-theaters <laughs> yeah, type deals. maybe. But it consists of four different films directed by Javanka Vukovic... Yes. Which, I, we already did this, and I still didn't learn her name, <laughs> how to say it properly. So I'm very sorry. Javanka, I think, is right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Annie Clark, better known as uh, the musician St. Vincent. Yes. Roxanne Benjamin and Karen Kusama. Uh, it stars uh, just a mix of people. Natalie Brown, Melanie Linsky, Brita Wool, and Christina Kirk. And uh, it does feature a really cool, the first segment's called The Box, which is based on a story by Jack Ketchum, who I really love as a, as a horror author. He's sort of, um, he writes very explicit gore. Uh, it's kind of intense. Um, just side note, I think we talked a little bit about the Sylvia Likens case. She was a girl who was 
murdered in Indiana in like 1965 by a woman and like a pack of children that she like got to torture this girl to death. One of the most horrible cases uh, of, of abuse and, and murder in Indiana. And Jack Ketchum wrote a book about it and based on it that was made into a movie and then uh, um, Ellen Page did it. Ooh, did another movie where she played. It was called An American Crime, where she played that character. And then Catherine Keener was the like yes, the ringleader played, woman, yeah, right? Gertrude, uh, the the woman who, yes, exactly, the ringleader. So I just I just thought that was interesting because I saw Jack Ketchum, you know, by, based on a story by him. I was like, oh, cool, you know, because it's not often. Uh, it's recently, I guess I should say, that his stuff is being adapted more and more, uh, and some of it's real sick, real real twisted shit. So I recommend looking him up. But anyways. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. You so one thing that you said was that you know Jack Ketchum has this really like visceral, like grisly, grisly, grisly yeah. uh, horror, um, which was like five minutes or less than five minutes in the box. True, the box itself is not really that you know much of a. It's not a, a not a, a disturbing film. So we'll jump in and uh, yeah, it's a little like I I really like. Okay, so the reason, again, that we wanted to uh, pick the XX and talk about it is, or at least the, this is my, my feeling about it, is that I felt like of the, each of the four segments sort of represented like a different kind of horror. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be sort of fun to start with something that was most recent that was kind of heralded as this like feminist film and this work by you know, female um, uh, you know, producers of horror and, and entertainment and to examine sort of the films that came before, you know, stretching back and examined sort of how we got to the XX. That's, that was kind of my, the germ for the like idea for this season, like how, how it could kind of unfold. And so the box had, or the, uh, the XX has four parts. The first one being the box, which is sort of about, um, uh, you know, something that you can't see like an unknown sort of entity. And then the second segment, uh, Birthday party mm-hmm. is sort of this hyper real, bizarre, you know, kind of. Anyway, we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit. But then the third part's uh, like a creature feature, and then the fourth part's like your demon spawn kind of movie. And a lot of like um, of the horror films we're going to discuss kind of fit into those similar sorts of uh, themes, and then stretch beyond that. Because uh, again, they didn't have a witch segment. If they would have had like a really good witch segment in it. No, I would have just really added to it, but I, I do agree with you on that. <laughs> but okay, so let's start off with the amazing opening titles and the interstitials. Oh God, a uh, very, very American horror story freak show, which freaked me the f out. Yeah, um, Sophia Carrillo. Uh, yes, created the the credit sequences and the interstitials, which are these like stop motion mm-hmm. creepy dollhouse. Such a perversion, you know, such a perversion yeah. of like things that are stereotypically feminine. Yeah, um, absolutely. The like rotting fruit, like <sighs> let's hit us over the head with like you know the womb. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the like house eats a bug and is like <laughs> nourished by it, and then the creepy yeah. girl. It's a dollhouse that's like walking around. Yeah. Oh my god, with a with like two faces, <laughs> like a happy face <laughs> and, like, and a sad face. Oh, it was so cool. Oh god. That was like in and of itself haunting. And then like it had like there was like a little bit of a storyline, but it had really nothing to do with it. 
like nothing to do with the yeah other. it was like the, it, you know the interstitial right it just yeah ties things together yeah it tied it together in a way sort of where it was like you know looking it, it was just looking for playmates this little d- creepy dollhouse just uh, trying to find a place to fit in you know like what do you do when you're the goth creepy child you know you got to really search for your friends you got to play with yourself <laughs> right. oh god <laughs> Anyways, so, and then that leads into the very first segment, which is the box, uh, which, basic story, mother's out shopping with her kids, they're on the train, uh, it's like Christmas time, and the little boy is sitting next to this uh, man on the bus who has a box, and the kid asks if he can see what's in the box, so the man shows him, we're not shown what's in the box. We don't know what's in the box! We don't know. What's uh, in the box? And the boy loses his entire appetite and stops eating. And then, so they think there's something wrong with him, and they're taking him around, and blah, blah, blah. And then he tells his sister what's in the box. She stops eating. The kids tell their father what's in the box. He stops eating. And that's kind of the the, the bit of the story, till they starve to death. Yeah. But as a piece, examining it, because it's... Um, you know, it's it's about the mother, and sort of, she's trying to, you know, save her kids, and she's trying to get them to eat, and... There was a really cool dream sequence where they were all eating her. I don't know. I just thought it was this nice sort of... Um, they were feasting on her like flesh, and she was so yeah. happy. Yeah, exactly. She was just like ecstatic about it. <laughs> and I, I thought it was interesting because it's like sort of like, you know, women, especially mothers, you know, really are asked to sacrifice everything, mm-hmm. you know, for their kids. And that, it, you know, we even look down on if you, you know even it you know seem to be selfish in any way or taking care of yourself there's a whole scene with the father mhm yeah there's a scene with the father where like he just gets so i think it's when the daughter stops eating and they're having yeah. like i just remember because they were having fried chicken and i really wanted fried chicken after that and she they're having like this chicken mom's eating dad is like so frustrated and bewildered and just berates her is like how dare you eat while our children are starving and she looks at him and she's like but you know i got to i got to feed myself right. i got to eat and you know it's just such a uh, it's just such a, a good image, a good commentary on like this idea of of motherhood that we've been fed, where like yeah. you know not to not not to turn a phrase, but you know that we've been fed about women who you know when you're a mother, it's all about it's everything for your children, everything Absolutely. everything for the family, and then you know you maybe can become a person and take care of yourself and feed yourself with what you need afterwards. But right. like in this particular, no, this is just, again, that's what horror does. It dials it all the way up to 11 and then, um, hopes, you know, uh, brings out the real fears that you have. And this woman is like, am I a bad mother? Cause they don't want to eat. I'm supposed to want, I'm supposed to feed them, but if they don't want to eat, then how can I feed them? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's like her whole family just wastes away and then she's left to, wander trying to find this man and find out what was in the box mm-hmm. and that's you know that's the whole story but i just thought it was yeah a great metaphor for for overall like what i think women have to experience and you know you just you don't want to be a mom in a horror film you don't want to get pregnant you don't want to be a mom something horrible is going to happen kids going to try to kill you it's going to kill someone else it's going to eat its way out of your body. Don't, don't want to get pregnant. Don't want to have sex. Horror films really are not good for like, you know, anything, anything like that. Don't get pregnant. Don't have sex. Don't be black. Just don't just be right. a virginal white girl. Yeah. You'll make it to the end. Maybe. <laughs> yes, maybe. But all of your friends will be dead and, and all your family will be dead. And exactly. So, you know, we'll just, somehow you'll, 
you know, go on. You'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that's the first segment. And again, I just you know, one I love like mysterious things, like where you you know you don't really know what's going on or or what's you know in the box, whatever the the threat is is unknown. It's more about all the characters responding to it. And I just I, I just thought it was a really nice you know, segment. Uh, so then the next one is The Birthday Party, which is uh, directed by Annie Clark of St. Vincent. And it's this bizarre, hyper-real world that these... I, I just love, like, the colors in it. And yeah. it's just, it was so her. It was so, it's so Vincent. stark. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stark. It's like, you know, this, this woman... <laughs> this woman's trying... Like, stumbles upon her. Her husband's dead. Um, everyone has bad hair except for her. <laughs> Um, what well, Ray has, it, it, it looks like they're, they're robots or something. Like I kept wondering if the maid or nanny or whatever she was, was a robot. Yeah. It like heightens the, I, I think you said this at like, you know, her, everyone's artifice is on point when hers is like, hers is starting to fade. Yeah. But it's like the fact that you can, the idea of everyone else's artifice is like physically being shown by how awful the wigs are, how blown out and extra everything is. Right. We obviously know this is going on, but we're not going to talk about it, which is exactly what like those people in that neighborhood and the woman who's like practically begging to come to this fucking birthday party. Like, I, I, I don't know what, and you said this was what your, your, your worst nightmare, right? The nosy neighbor. Oh yeah. For me, like I hate that stuff. Like, you know, people who think that, you know, just cause your neighbors, like they can walk in your house or that, or that like you owe them something in some kind of strange way. Like, I mean, I'm for community, obviously. Like, I want, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, anytime I see movies where, like, neighbors just walk into people's houses or, I don't know, it just kind of freaks me out. and Or any sort of, like, control, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I really don't want... Like, we don't pay HOA fees. We don't have that here. So, um, you know, if we did, I mean, I would have been totally against living in this neighborhood just because I don't want to be told what my house can and can't look like, what I can and cannot have in my yard, you know, who who or what, you know, I just, all that kind of stuff. It's just weird to me, you know, this like clinging to some kind of strange old idea of like suburbia and, and, yeah. and perfection that it's like nobody can live up to those standards. So if I want to put a couch in my front yard, I'll put a couch in my front yard. Hey, yeah. Okay. All hey, right. Hey, Cincinnati. <laughs> um, and, I and don't like, have a couch in my front yard, though. But it would be nice. And how, like, how the hell? Just like the amount of windows, like glass walls oh, in know. that house. It's just that's my worst nightmare is like being in a house where like all the window at night and like or anytime and all the windows are open and the everything's exposed and people can see in the house. Like that's uh, that's my mother's fear. Um, projecting <laughs> projecting into my somebody's gonna see how messy this room Someone, is. someone's gonna see us we don't want people to see in here and i'm like what are we doing we're not like we're not like sacrificing anybody to satan uh, <laughs> by the way yeah. rosemary's baby's next after this um, right uh yeah we're not sacrificing uh anybody to satan but yeah like there's she's she's like crouching on the floor hiding from her <laughs> hiding from people there's, she's trying to cart this dead man's body all over the house with so many windows. Yeah, which they still, I, I still feel confused on whether he accidentally like overdosed or if he committed suicide. But regardless, she's very upset because he's ruining this birthday party exactly, for their daughter. And 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 I thought it was like suicide because she kept saying, you know, I can't believe you did this or something like you ruined this, you ruined yeah. this. But I mean, it could also be that you're ruining the little girl's birthday party, which you know, it's I just the most important thing m- to most ever have thing. happened in 
in U.S. history. Exactly. And and I just love, 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 love that everyone's wanting to come to this little girl's party and this little girl is black. And we're just going to like not, we're just going to ignore that, that fact. Like when she comes out and she like takes the sheet off and she's like, oh my God, she's a little black girl. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They don't talk about like race really. No. You know, it's just kind of accepted in the, in the story. But yeah, I like, I, I like that. I want to live in a world where we don't have those sorts of conversations. Exactly. Like it's just incidental. In, in, yeah. In the sense that, you know, I mean, I don't want to be purposely like blind to, to racism, obviously, but it would just be nice to live in a world where we didn't ha- need to have those sorts of conversations. And, and that was sort of the, this world that, you know, she kind of built. Um, I do love that actress, Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Plays Mary. I, I loved her ever since she was in that ever after movie as the, one of the stepsisters. Oh my gosh. You know, yes, she was at Ever After. I love that. I, and <laughs> I just saw her on an old episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that I forgot about where D, they she plays a woman. Is she and her husband are trying to hire D to have like their surrogate baby, which, you know, it's just awful. I don't know if you watch um It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, I but only, I just love this actress. She's I, really I only watch so. the one with the poo that has Artemis Pimdani uh, okay. in it because I, I kind of love, love her. I do love her, yeah. Um, but I, I just I like that actress. I love I her as her. like the cousin or somebody in um, Sweet Home Alabama. See, because this is where Joshua and I like. This is all down. How do we know this actress? Oh, I know her from like I know her from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was like, oh no, I know her from Sweet Home Alabama. Like that's this is what we bring you is diversity. With, who's in that Reese? Reese uh, Wither Witherspoon and um, oh my God, I always get him confused with Aaron Eckhart. Um, whoever, Josh something or other, Josh okay. Henderson, I don't whoever. know, some white man. It doesn't matter. Nondescript. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Embry is in it, though, and he's gay and he's adorable. Wow. All right. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Yes. Anyway, so the whole <laughs> point of this second segment, though, is that she's trying to have the birthday party. She hides her husband's body in a giant panda costume and props it up at the dinner table for some reason with all the other party goers. And then, oh, he gets knocked over into the cake. And then when they pick him back up, he's yeah, his dead. his head falls off, or the, you know, the panda bear mask comes off, and everybody realizes, oh, he's dead. And then the full title is revealed, which is uh, the birthday party, or the memory Lucy suppressed from her seventh birthday that wasn't really her mom's fault, even though her therapist says it's probably why she fears intimacy. <laughs> I just love Annie Clark. I just, I love her so much. I, you know, and so, yeah, it's kind of this ludicrous segment that really just builds to that final joke. That just makes it all worth it, really. Yeah. But, oh, but overall, I mean, it's not really a, like, it's interesting because this isn't like a, a horrific graphic uh, movie. You know, it's the horror comes in different forms, you know? So this is sort of like childhood trauma. You know, and the things that we mm-hmm. we block out. <laughs> good the the road to hell, right, is paved with good intentions. Absolutely. So good intentions. The the side eye that she gives when like they pull the thing back and she's just smoking and drinking, and she's like, oh shit! Like <laughs> you can just tell that she's like, oh damn it! It's well, over now. <laughs> well, there goes it. There it goes. All of it goes out now. Uh, so then the third segment is I I like because it was just quick. And dirty, good old fashioned creature feature. Four kids have no business being where they are. Mm-hmm. Ignore all the cave paintings and all the warnings in the world. And the them, ginger hey. innocent ones, all exactly. like, "Why are we here, guys? We shouldn't be here." Right, exactly. Her and idiot brother is the first one to go, which is always great. 
Um, it was like they really they really stuck to those like cabin in the woods stereotypes. Absolutely, yeah, it's very much in that you know. So they discover an ancient cave, and an evil spirit like infects one of them, and she becomes a monster, and then attacks and kills the others. It's great. It's lovely. It's just you know, it's yeah, it's like it felt so short too. Yeah, it was. It moved really fast, which I liked. I mean, it was just like simple murder everybody monster thing yeah. you know which i, I really yeah. dig those kind of things you know and i think of um uh jennifer's body which we'll watch this year um as like a, 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 a the a um, recent example of this kind of uh horror film within the context of of a, a woman lead so i like that a lot I thought I thought it was fun. Plus all those people, I'm like, kill all of these people, kill them all. <laughs> like they're annoying. <laughs> and then the last segment, her only living son, which to me felt like a sequel to Rosemary's Baby in a way. Only after they had escaped the cult and they moved far away into like a double wide trailer and have been living their life. And so the mom goes to the school because the son has been accused of ripping the fingernails off of another classmate. However. Everybody keeps apologizing to her and telling her how wonderful her son is, and he's such a great person. And she's like, what the hell? (laughs) She's like, the fuck? Yeah, and like this other family's like apologizing to her for like the inconvenience of their her son ripping their daughter's fingernails off. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Ah, lovely. But overall, yeah, it kind of played out sort of that, uh, you know, the, there's been many films. The Omen, Rosemary's Baby, obviously, which is is the uh, the next episode we're going to do. Um, one of my personal favorite books and movies in the in the horror genre horror of the genre. 60s, I should say. Yes. I have to, you know, I can't, I, I have to say, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. I have, I have yes. favorites in all those decades. Uh, he goes down by the, the year you, and the I, month. You have to. You can't. People go, oh, what's your favorite horror movie? It's like, uh. Can we talk about January 1967? Because I right. know one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so The Omen, um, you know, Bless the Child. I mean, there's so... I mean, that's probably not a really great example, but there's lots of devil baby mm-hmm. movies. And this was sort of a nice take on that. The kid's name is even Andy, which in Rosemary's Baby, that's, you know, what she names him. Uh, she mentions the father was an actor. Guy Woodhouse was an actor in, you know, Rosemary's Baby. So there's a lot of parallels to this. And also I felt parallels to an old Twilight episode. Um, can't remember what it was called. Uh, actually, I think I wrote it down, maybe. Twilight Zone episode. It's a Good Life, where the boy uh, kind of has everybody mind-controlled, and he's and anybody who goes against him, he wishes away into a cornfield. Mm. <laughs> so the moral of the story is children are assholes, y'all. Don't have them. Yeah, exactly. So I just, you know, I thought that was uh, a great little segment. You know, moved fast as well. It was kind of twisted where they kind of like... You know, uh, I love um, I just love this kind of symbolism about it where it's like, you know, you she obviously knew that like she gave birth to the son of the devil. Right. And she's still trying to raise him to be this good person. And it's like this thing in motherhood where you're like, you know, you can only you can only 
be the mother for so long when they're eventually going to go out and make their own decisions. I Absolutely. mean, this is, again, turned up to 11. He's the son of the devil. Right. But, you know, you don't know that someone's someone's always the son of the someone. When again, and that's a common trope in those sorts of movies where the mother knows something is happening, but she's like, but my influence, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of part of Rosemary's Baby at the end of the book, especially, it, you know, well, he's part me, and, you know, so I have to be able to have some kind of say. I, I you know, I should be able to influence him positively, even though it's like, well kind of all the powers of hell align to bring him into the world as the Antichrist. But good luck, little yeah. Rosie, little Rosie. Good luck See. for you, girl. <laughs> you know, m- mother's love is very powerful, I hear. Very, very powerful. So who knows? <laughs> but, uh, it, it was, you know, again, I just thought, in looking at, the, you know, all four of the movies, I thought, wow, there's I see a lot of parallels here to other other films that feature that have similar themes or feature like strong women roles. And, and I, I just thought that was kind of a, a good way to start with something very recent that we can sort of work from, you know, three out of the four uh, segments in the film deal with the relationship of mothers uh, to their children. Um, you know, different, obviously in the first segment, the box, they're really young kids. This one is a teenager. I hear all teenagers are hell spawn. I don't have any, don't plan to have any. But you were one. I was. Um, but I was a good kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to tell Squancher that. Although Mike, how you Mike has a good... Mike's son is very good. Yes. Mike's son is, is but rad. Th- but he might, be, rad. he might be a rarity. Uh, most most teenagers I meet are, are, are pieces of shit. <laughs> and that that part of the movie just really uh drives it home and that and that's what really resonated with me is that he was such a piece of shit right. and it it really rang true anyways so that's the xx again it wasn't uh we watch it kind of for fun and just to, to just to sort of again start with something to put us in the mood yeah that we can sort of work from and it had been uh really celebrated as yes. this as this. to get our mitsuage wet right Oh, I'm sorry. I can see the memoirs of a geisha right behind you, so it's hard for me not to like want to reference it. it can... oh. <laughs> She's can... like peeking from behind the book, <laughs> the, the spine <laughs> of the book. I do like um, that book a for lot. the for the April Fools' episode. Everybody, we'll do we'll do uh, memoirs of a geisha. Right. <laughs> I haven't watched in a long time. So, anyways, this season on Fright School, we are going to be bringing you um, lots of stuff. We're going to be going on. It's uh, all about the ladies. Right, it is. It is about the ladies. Uh, we are going to really cool. We got two great field trips coming up really soon. Yes. Uh, we're going, we're hitting up Not Scary Farm. Woot woot. Yes, we're going to do mazes. We're going to ride rides. Ugh. We're going to uh, watch Joe get chased around by psychopathic clowns. I hate roller coasters. It's going to be awesome. We are going to, you're going to confront all your fears. We're going to uh, see the amazing, incomparable, wonderful queen of Halloween, Elvira, doing her show celebrating 30 years of her movie. And to tie in with that episode, we are going to watch Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And that will be, that'll be a nice break from all the the real horrible stuff that we're we're going to be bringing you. We also get to go see the awesome uh, women of My Favorite Murder do their live podcast here in San Diego. Yes, we are going on Friday the 13th. Yes. We're going to the early show. If you are, have tickets, um, we're sitting the orchestra. Our tickets are better than yours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll, you know, we're going to see uh, Karen Kogarev, Georgia Hardstar, come to do San it, Diego, talk it, about it. some Mardra. 
Yes, I can't wait. So those are going to be two fun uh, field trip episodes you have to look forward to. Plus, we're going to see there's lots of great horror movies coming out. Uh, Jigsaw opens next week. Got to do that. Um, or is it two weeks from now? Something like that. It opens soon. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. What else did we see? Um, um, uh, that. that uh, there's a Mother, Mother, which apparently the reviews are in and everyone hates Everybody it. Everybody hates it, but I think it might still be fun to go see. Um, I love Michelle Pfeiffer, so I'll see it. And then there's like a ton of like, um, there's the M. Night Shyamalan's, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, revival of um, uh, Tales from the Crypt. No, it got canceled. They're not doing no! it. No! Yeah. Oh, Boo. God. Well, I think I, they probably shouldn't have released that trailer. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes no um, sense. Well, but then then we'll all our money is on Stranger Things. Yes, I can't wait for that. We'll oh, and the new season watch, of Black Mirror. Uh, yes, we've got American Horror Story. So we've got plenty of uh, fun, uh, fun stuff to talk about. Uh, and then the... How we're, do, we're doing the films a little differently this year. Like I said, we're kind of um, examining themes. We're doing like modules... Of, of of films, I'm calling it. So the first module we're doing is having a baby, and we're doing <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. That's up first. We're gonna do this uh, really insane French extremist film called Inside, and we're gonna do the Babadook. So we're doing sort of movies about children's Babadook, awful, awful, uh, um, with awful consequences. <laughs> Uh, we're also looking at, you know, horror heroines. We're going to look at witchy women. We're going to look at high school hell, psycho biddies, sex and the sinister woman, vamps, lots of vamps. Uh, a lot of vamps. We have a, we have a segment called if looks could kill that features films such as American Mary, neon demon, the Stepford wives. And we're going to have some real fun with a, a, a horror camp section, which will include Elvira and some other really fun, uh, campy horror films. Uh, I'm also excited because we have uh, a roster of guest uh, lecturers that are going to show up and talk throughout the season. Yes, I know you as much as you love the dulcet tones of mine <laughs> and Joshua's voices, we are going to have um, some of our friends come in and talk about their favorite films. Um, as one can imagine, anyone who is friends with Joshua has some sort of affinity for the horror <laughs> arts. So we're going to get them, talk about what scares them, yeah. and they're to make me watch it because I again I've never seen any of their stuff exactly and we're gonna do what I really want to do too is we're gonna have bring in guests of people who don't like horror or not as you know they're just like me horror virgins they're just virgins virgins on the other side of the mountains of madness and we're gonna make them watch something we're gonna make them uh, confront their fears yes. and uh, watch come and something. talk to us about it <laughs> come and talk to us about it and and see if we can uh, try to convert these people yes yes and we are also trying to um i want to take a moment to uh send a shout out again to the boys of horror movie, movie night, night. A podcast. They were so kind to us. Uh, you know, not only did they give us a shout out, but they really talked about our show and talked about what it was we were doing. Really promoted us, and I, I just thought that was really cool. And we're hoping to do a crossover episode with them. We're working yes. on it. It's gonna be hard because I guess they're in three different or four different states. They're like in different countries. In different, in different countries. They're, yeah. Well, they're definitely on the other side of the continent from us. Yeah. But there's a way that they do it. Um, Matt, shout out to Matt Kelly, who yeah. is just the the most kind, um, most kind person who I I've been um, 
I'll be like messaging him questions about things because, you know, again, I'm a podcaster, but I'm self-taught. And, you know, if I can do it, fuck, you can do it too. So there's no excuse for anyone. Side note, there's no excuse for no one to have everyone have a podcast. But Matt's (laughs) been so kind to uh, give me uh, tips and tricks and, you know, show me the ropes uh, and and teach me these things. And I've been so grateful, uh, so grateful to him. Um, which again, like it just all stems from this love of horror. I had met him at Comic-Con. He had the geek, he was at the Geekscape booth. He was talking about something. I was talking about something. And all of a sudden we come out these podcasts, takes out his phone, downloads, downloads mine. I download his and like, it's about connections. And this is, it's just yeah. a, an interesting group of people. And you, you know, you never know who you're going to meet unless you put yourself out there. So absolutely. I just love this community. It's very, very uh, encouraging and people, you know, it's not like other types of our communities where it's sort of like, well, I need to make sure that you're not any more successful than I am, or I need to like muscle you out or what, you know, it's, you know, it's, it doesn't feel that way. People are very encouraging and complimentary and, and it's just a cool like community. I, I feel like with the people that we've communicated with or, or talked to that make podcasts, everybody really just wants to see everybody do well. And I just thought those guys were really cool. And yeah, uh, I dug that they dug our concept, and I like their concept. They're they're a lot of fun, and, and yeah, and, and they, they, those are definitely movies that I've never heard of. So, like <laughs> you know, again, I apologize because I'm I'm like I'm already like so inundated watching the stuff, the thirty films that we're gonna watch here plus plus. <laughs> like I only listen to the ones. Some of that, it may cross over. Some of it may cross over, but I've only listened to the like the ones that I like for sure. I've seen and I know about. Like Hollow Man was a really funny one. Um, because I was like, oh, that's right. It's like super rapey. And, you know, it's very of that time period where where things were just... And it's Kevin Bacon, invisible, with his dick hanging out. Like, it's great. But, yes, shout out to them. Can't wait to do a crossover with them and get them in... Um, get them in on this podcast and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. So we do, we've got a a really cool, uh, year or more plan. I don't know how long really this is gonna, gonna take us to. We got a lot to get through and, uh... It's fun, you know, so we're going to, you know, we'll do some modules, we'll take some breaks, we'll go on some field trips, we'll have some guest lecturers, we'll, uh, you know, we'll do lots of fun stuff, and we hope that you'll uh, join us for the ride. It's, it's, I'm very excited about this season. So uh, our next episode will cover the classic uh, Roman Polanski film, Rosemary's Baby. So, you know, go and watch it if you haven't seen it in a long time, and, and join us on the next episode to discuss it. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> la, 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 la. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 